the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, we're on the couch, as always, on Tuesday, and it's a great pleasure to welcome back, not into the studio, but on the line, our good friend, Dr. Eddie Murphy, clinical psychologist and adjunct associate professor at the UCD School of Psychology. And, of course, we want to talk about coping with the extended uh, lockdown. For how long? We do not know. You're welcome, Eddie. First of all, tell me what impact... This, this abnormal uh, uh, stay-at-home, uh, social distancing and, and, and lack of kind of connection uh, is likely to cause to our mental health. Yeah, so uh, thanks very much, Ivan. It's good to speak to you. Um, we're in social isolation at home myself because my, my wife is uh, in that immunosuppressed group, post-cancer treatment and... Uh, you know, so we're, there's a level of... What I would say is for everybody, including ourselves... Our, our levels of stress have been picked up a bit, you know, have been clicked up a little bit more. And how we respond to stress and impacts in the way we think, what we feel in our behaviours. And uh, so for, for some people and for many people, their their routine and structure has been changed. Um, for some, there's increased levels of anxiety. For some, it can, there's an upside as well. For some, in terms of they're more available at home with their family and children. Um, and for other people, they can be extremely worried because they're in vulnerable groups. So there's no one way it's particularly impacted on everybody, except to say that if you're feeling stressed, it's, it's the normal response to this abnormal situation. And it's a human response. Okay, we will come to to help that's available and the kind of useful tips for people. But but do you think in terms because like you talk about trauma, you talk about anxiety, you talk about compassion uh, and all types of different uh, mental health issues uh, on the overall. How serious is this? I mean, it is quite a change in people's whole way oh. of living. Yeah, it's an incredible uh, challenge. Like, in, you know, a pandemic, we've never experienced a global pandemic. So uh, it, 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 uh, it's an incredible challenge to us uh, individually and uh, as families, as society, uh, collectively. And because of that, and there's different, you know, so if you're a frontline healthcare worker or if you're a, a bus driver or if you're in, uh, working in shops and you're exposed to lots of members of the public, you're going to um, have a, a lot of concern about um, the, a lot of people, one, th- one third of people in some of the surveys now would say people are concerned for themselves, but two thirds of people are concerned about the impact of COVID on family members. So it's, uh, it, it's particularly, um, it, it, it's like a, a seeping, um, a slow tsunami in a way that's sweeping over and it's impacting people in very different ways. Yeah. You know the way people, old people talk about the emergency, which was the impact of World War Two and the rationing and all that. Do you think, you know, people will tell their grandchildren about this? And do you think that it it, it will actually change our behaviours so there will be new normals? 
Yeah, I think there is, it is a historical event that will go down. Uh, we will be talking about it. Please God, we're all going to be here to be able to talk about it. But that it is of such a nature that people will talk about this event and it will be studied for, um, for, for many, many decades and how different governments responded and the smoothing of the curve and the, the herd immunity and all the different debates that are out there and whether it's seek and destroy is the strategy going forward or extended shielding. There's lots of different talks about how to unlock something that's been locked down. And so this is, um, and I think actually what also will happen is uh, people will look at the nature of their work. And uh, I think a lot of tasks that I work, I know I work in the health service and there's an incredible amount of work going on in the HSC and, uh, and, and all those care environments and voluntary sectors. And what's happening, normally things that would take a period of time to discuss and negotiate and things are being pushed through at a rapid rate uh, uh, to support individuals and get to get to, um, to to support staff and individuals to get the best outcomes. All right. Now, let's talk about actually helping our listeners reduce their anxiety, not involving medication or meditation. What What are your advices? Okay, so there's three things I'd like to talk about. One is community call. Community call is each county council, local authority area have a free phone number and dedicated uh, email address. And that's for if somebody is in cocooning, so over 70 or those individuals that are have a serious medical condition that are in cocooning and are disconnected from, uh, you know, being able to get to the shop or get their medication or get their, their, their monies. That community call is out there. It's a link between the local authority and voluntary and GGA up and down the country are significantly involved in this. And it's a mobilization to support people that are cocooned. And I think it's uh, so people, if they go on online or check with their local authority or county council, they get the numbers directly there so that nobody should be isolated in terms of getting food and medications. The next thing I'd like to talk about is stress control. Stress control is an, it's an evidence-based program that looks at practical skills to deal with stress, and it covers like stress and how our body responds and overcoming panicky feelings. It's over it's, it's uh, on stresscontrol.org. It's in in conjunction with the HSE, the Health Service Executive, and with the NHS and people from the UK and Ireland. Uh, at the same time, will go on. It's at no cost. It's a YouTube channel, and they can basically they go on and do a program on stress control, and it's a, an effective way of managing our mental well-being. So, really good supports there uh, on the uh, on stresscontrol.org. And a final one then is in a combination with a Lust for Life, which is a mental well-being charity that I'm involved with, and also a therapy hub. For individuals that are have uh, emotionally distressed, they can access free uh, psychological first aid, which is an intervention to support someone that has emotional distress, and that's on ter- therapyhub.com. So lots of details out there. Of course, all the other great agencies like the Samaritans, Pieta House, Alone, which is the national loneliness um, uh, charity, have uh, there's a, a child line. There's a significant amount of resources out there. And I suppose the key message then is to, ask, is to say to people, put your hand up. You know, there's people there that want to support, but they can only support if you actually put your hand up and ask for it. And it's okay to ask. 
it's okay enough to feel okay and it's okay to ask for help. All right. Community Call, Stress Control, A Lust for Life and Therapy Hub are three structured uh, 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 services that are available to you in those circumstances. But uh, you do have a series of tips, really, of, of, of how to cope in, in your own circumstance without availing of, of strict... Uh, the first one is to restrict yourself to a diet of news, not to, not to, yeah, not to I, go I, wall I, to wall. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I would say that um, one of the behaviours of anxiety and stress is to um, uh, is to use uh, to get further information, further information, and continually seeking um, information. Uh, if, if, actually, I think is adding to people's distress. So I'd encourage people to, to to lock in for one news item a day. Go to heart every resources such as the hard shoulder. Get some information in there, and then just you know lock it out at that because you, we we don't necessarily if something really important happens in this COVID situation, believe me, we're going to be made it's going to be made known to us. So it's about just limiting that, um, you know, then focusing on positive actions like things that we can control. I think that's a big thing there is around what we can control and what we can't control. There's so many things that we can't control, but the simple the things that we need to be controlling. And, and emphasizing is obviously our hand washing, not forgetting it. I know it sounds, but it's, you know, it's nearly six weeks since we were told about hand washing and social distancing. And these are the key concern things that are in our control and that we need to be doing. Um, and then I always say to people, uh, I was talking to a lady the other day and she said, it felt like I've been, I'm in a prison. I'm locked down. I'm cocooning and it feels like in a prison. And I'm asking her to say, okay, at the moment, uh, but this will pass. So adding that at the moment and this will pass into our narrative so that it's not so that we're trying to remind ourselves that this too will pass. Um, and indeed it will. And um, drawing in the positivities, you've spoken about positive actions you can take in terms of your own kind of disease control prevention. Uh, uh, but you think it's important to, to kind of find things to be grateful for? Yeah, I think being grateful um, is something that, in good or bad times, uh, it's trying to identify. Being grateful for the small things, you know, um, being grateful for, uh, you know, being grateful for the day that we're having today, the way that sun is, being grateful for having our breath, our our, our health, and uh, our capacity to breathe. And I'd ask people to focus on their breath, to stop and breathe. And a really good exercise I've heard was... um, uh, particularly around man- our self-care is I breathe in for me and I breathe out for you. I br- this breath is for me, this one is for you. I take one in for me and this one is for you. I'm trying to, you know, particularly those that are uh, supporting others or helping others, that starts by helping yourself. Now, uh, we, 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 the sense of time we were told, you know, uh, around the 12th of March that when the schools closed and that, that, you know, it would be until Easter. And now we hear it's until the 5th of May and then there's a lot of speculation that we'll actually be told until Tuesday the 2nd of June then after that. Um, and you have a note here about joyfully sort of celebrating each positive step towards resolving it. One of the difficulties people have about that is they don't know when the peak is. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's maybe joyful and positive. It's just that bit of Americanism. I don't really overly hits with us, but really, I think it's what I'd say is the important word there is hope. That's incredibly important for hope there, and that the scientific and the healthcare community around the world with this most trickiest problem, are, and now there's a globalization. I mean, for a period of time where science was derided and uh, and and experts were derided, now we're relying on experts and we're relying on that science to deliver as fast as it can a solution to this tricky problem. So it's really about around, and you know, I listen in for for the, the you know, there's a, a the Oxford team are pushing closer to to vaccine. And, all, and Luke O'Neill would talk a lot about the different, back, uh, Professor Luke O'Neill, the different pathways towards vaccine research, etc. So I think that's one thing. But it's really I would bring a person back to the present because we can't control the, we can't control the unlocking or locking or the partial restrictions. And because uh, fundamentally, I suppose this is really a real test of our Irish society, isn't it? Around we always talk talk about being a society or an economy. And they're both interlinked, but at some level, and we know that the economy, and you know, we know that people are really struggling, and so, um, but they're linked. But is, this is a, what we're at the moment is about prioritisation of all members of Irish society, and particularly those that are most vulnerable. And Indeed. that's, I think, there's really going to be interesting and hard and psychologically different questions, ethical questions that are going to emerge as we go forward. You're definitely on the money there. Now, finally, Operation Transformation is back for the COVID crisis. Explain. So Operation Transformation, keeping well apart. It's on uh, Wednesday night at 9.30. Obviously, there's no uh, waste component to, to, to the programme. Uh, there are four individuals, families, they, with different structures of families who are, uh, and it's about families uh, like uh, connecting with other families in social isolation getting some guidance and through uh, the individuals putting their hand up and families were able to support others. So we'll be giving good guidance and advice around putting structure to your day, healthy nutrition. For me, it's around in, in, in good mental health or how you manage children, a good pa- uh, parenting strategies uh, to support individuals that are in isolation. Okay. Just like so that's on today. after the main nine o'clock news for the next four Wednesday nights uh, starting that's this it, week. Yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, my thanks as always to Dr. Eddie Murphy. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.